Welcome to the Truly Nourish Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful listeners. Thank you so much for being here. Before I get started on today's topic, I just want to mention that I now have intuitive eating mastery sessions available. So this is for anyone who is new to intuitive eating. Maybe you've heard of intuitive eating before, but this is your first time really wanting to work with it. Maybe you've heard of intuitive eating and you're actually applying it and trying to figure it out in your life and really live it. It's also for anyone who's maybe even practicing intuitive eating for a while and you want more support in that area. Maybe you have questions. You want to get into specifics of a certain principle that maybe you're having challenges with and you really want to master it and embody it. Um, Maybe you just have resistance towards it and you want help in support and really making it become a part of your life. That is who this session would be for. You can go to my website, RebeccaLaurelHill.com to find out more about sessions. Also, the other thing I want to mention is I am also offering private coaching retreats, one-on-one retreats that we meet in person at a beautiful location such as a hotel, resort, spa location, and we work on intuitive eating mastery. Once again, whatever that needle mover is for you, whatever aspect of intuitive eating, whatever principle that you are needing help with, whether you're a beginner or you've been working at it for a while, we would get together on Zoom first and look at what you're really wanting to focus on, that one specific thing that would help you to really further your progress, that needle mover that would make everything else in your relationship with food go to the next level of freedom, of peace, of pleasure, of nourishment that you really desire. Then after that Zoom session, I will curate a program for you, coaching that we would do together at that retreat day, wherever we decide to meet. And right now, I already have some travel on the calendar. I'm offering retreat days at places that I will already be traveling to in upcoming months and over the year. That will also be found on my website. And if you're interested, we would get together and talk about that and all the details. Obviously, it would be a more premium type of coaching offer for someone who really wants that next level detail, attention, embodiment towards change and who wants to maybe get out of their routine or out of a comfort zone and experience what I call some five-star luxurious nourishment transformation or enrichment for themselves. And then after the retreat, we would do 30 days of Voxer coaching where that's just a messaging app where you would voice message me each day, give me updates, talk about challenges, questions. We would do coaching over Voxer for the remainder of the time together. So those are the offerings that I'm putting out right now. Um, And once again, they can be found on my website, RebeccaLaurelHill.com.
www.thelovelyfeminine.com. So let's get into today's topic. And what I want to share is what I know of as personality traits that can be at the root of emotional eating for many people. We can get into the habit of turning food to cope with, you know, for our feelings, to soothe our feelings, but those feelings are triggered by something within us. Even if it's an external circumstance, it's because we're having thoughts, stories, things happening in our mind about that external circumstance that create feelings. And so this episode is about those personality traits that I want to mention that could be at the root of those triggers, maybe fueling the triggers and the emotions, and then going to food to soothe those emotions. And these traits I'm going to call personality shadows. And the phrase personality shadow is actually created by Carl Jung. I'm just borrowing it. I thought of it as I was coming up with the podcast. And then, of course, I Googled it because that's always what I do. And, oh, yeah, Carl Jung, of course, the shadow self. So that's his term. So we all have parts of our personality trait that have light sides, or dark side. You know, we have multifaceted aspects of our personality and all those aspects can kind of have a light side that really serves us, but then it can also have that shadowy side that doesn't serve us. And it can, um, the positive side can lead us to positive things in our life. But then if that aspect switches over to the darker shadowy side, if we overuse it, or if we over-rely on it, it can lead us down a path that we don't actually want to go. So if we operate in the shadowy sides of a personality too much, it will lead to what I describe as deprivation and depletion within ourselves, whether it's body, mind, soul, or all of them. So our beings can become just like who we are as a person, like all of us, can become deprived and depleted when we live too much in the shadowy side of a personality trait, which means we are feeling increased levels of stress and decreased levels of joy, happiness, freedom, peace within ourselves. And these shadowy sides of our personalities are usually coming from past mental or emotional wounds or some sort of conditioning or programming that we've received over the course of our life. Uh, Maybe we've had a mental or emotional trauma of whatever degree or have experienced, once again, that conditioning from our environment, from maybe people around us. And we start to create these coping mechanisms within our personalities that become shadowy and hold us back from what we really desire and these shadowy sides, once again, they're, they're that coping mechanism because they can help us feel more safe or more in control in some way in our life, which is why we allow that shadowy side to be used and to come out. Because all we ever want as humans is to feel safe, is to feel loved, is to just feel okay. And we can create negative ways of coping to get those feelings of safety, of love, of being okay, even though those coping ways don't serve us in the long term. Because even though that it might temporarily help you to feel that sense of safety or control in a situation, ultimately, 
it leads you down that path of greater stress, greater deprivation, greater depletion, however you want to describe it within yourself or within your life. And when that happens, when we feel deprived mentally, emotionally, physically, even spiritually, however you define that, and when we feel depleted too, then often food can become an easy source of comfort for us, right? Especially if we have a history of dieting or restricting food, worrying about food in that way. And because food does increase brain um, hormones and chemicals like dopamine and serotonin, it does in the immediate, when we eat that food, have a soothing effect on us. And because of this soothing effect, it can become something that we then habitually turn to, to deal with stress or uncomfortable emotions. So what I want to talk about in this episode is really understanding what might be at the root of the problem for some of you, if this is emotional eating is a thing for you, because what's the most important aspect? We always want to get to the root of the problem. We want to understand these things about ourselves, these possibly shadowy aspects of our personality that might be running the show, causing problems, and we don't even really realize it. So like I always say, awareness is the first thing we have to always create in any type of change that we want to make in our life. So I'm going to share these personality traits that can have a light or shadowy side. These are just a few that I've chosen. And see if you resonate with any of them. And if you do, I hope that you find it helpful to understand them in this way so that you can work on maybe not relying on them or at least not overusing them and always defaulting to them so that you can then help support yourself more emotionally and also then help you get away from emotional eating patterns too just by having that awareness and understanding and seeing, oh, this might be where my feelings are coming from and you know, really getting to the root of the problem is what we want to do, right? Rather than just controlling food in the ways that we're taught through diet culture, you know, controlling food to not emotionally eat, whatever it might be, getting frustrated with our emotions. That's the other thing that we can do is pushing our emotions away, not understand them, not want to deal with them, not want to feel them, reject them. And we even shame them and we tell ourselves we shouldn't have them. We judge them. We feel guilty for them. Instead, what we want to understand is, okay, where these emotions are coming from perhaps uh, at the root and begin to work with that and heal that part through nourishment and care of your mind and your whole self and that relationship with yourself and also that relationship you do have with emotions because it's not about not having emotions. We're supposed to have that whole human experience, positive, light, dark, whatever, but it's that when we are in those more uncomfortable emotions, we want to be able to have that, what they call emotional intelligence or when we're experiencing a trigger, want to be able to work through it productively, healthfully, and not in ways that are going to end up harming us or so to speak, you know, through coping mechanisms or reactions in ways that we actually don't want to react, whatever it might be. So I will go through this list of personality traits that can have a light side, positive side, and that can also show up with that shadowy side, which doesn't serve us. However, just know that 
the shadowy traits of the personality could be how you've always done things to feel like you're succeeding in a certain way. And maybe they've been useful to you in situations in life. But if you continue to use them too much over rely on them, always default to them, and it's going to end up causing you to feel, once again, overstressed or burnt out or all sorts of uncomfortable emotions that you just could avoid feeling if you were not defaulting to these personality traits because, you know, the, the uncomfortable feelings are coming from that mind and soul. Your, what I would say your being, your inner world, uh, being deprived and depleted by negative ways of thinking and then the malnourishing behaviors that tend to be tied to our unhelpful ways of thinking, or you could call it negative ways of thinking, unproductive ways of thinking, etc. Which can ultimately, you know, overall lead a person to feeling unfulfilled, really feeling out of balance in their life. Once again, feeling burnt out, whether it's in personal relationships or in a, a work setting, career setting, uh, it, and then turning to food to soothe or cope, like having that be the habitual way of coping. So the first personality trait is the people pleaser, and I'm sure you've heard this term before. So on the positive side, this person loves to make other people happy. She loves to see other people smile. She loves to do things for other people, which is wonderful. But on the shadowy side, this can cause her to lose herself in the striving to always want to please others before herself. So she will sacrifice herself in terms of her needs, her wants, her true desires in that shadowy side, in that striving to please others. The next personality trait is the perfectionist. So on the light and positive side, she likes to do things right. She likes to be detail-oriented. She likes to do things with quality. But on the shadowy side, this can show up as fearing to ever make a mistake. And this pressure inside of her that she must get it right. And this might cause her to overwork on things and perhaps overwork in her career or just in her home life. This could cause her to overthink things and overthink how to do things, overthink conversations she's had in her head, and with that, probably judging herself harshly. And because of that perfectionism, she can also stop herself from even starting things that she really wants to do because she's just afraid of maybe letting herself down, letting other people down because it has to be perfect in her eyes. And this might also cause her than to not ever take a risk that would really be, you know, have that courage to go out of her comfort zone because whether it's in her personal life or professional life, if it's not going to be perfect, the, the mindset's kind of like, why even try? And then this means that she's never really putting herself out there in a bigger way and never really living her life fully and therefore not feeling as fulfilled as she wants to feel because she's just just always worried that she could get it wrong. The next one is the functioner. So on the positive side, 
this functioning, highly functioning person, she's very strong. She can hold it together in life. She can hold a group together, hold the family together. She's always willing to take on more and give more of herself. But then on the shadowy, an unhelpful side of this, it can turn into pretending that she can do it all and that she does not need other people to help her when maybe she really does. And she doesn't really know how to ask for support. So she'll take it all on by herself. And ultimately, she can get to the point where she's either resentful or she's feeling burnt out and overstressed because she's doing way more than any one person really should be doing, whether it's in her career or in her personal life. The next one is the helper. And on the positive, she is someone who likes to help. She likes to be useful and helpful to people and give of herself in that way, however she can. But on the shadowy side, this can be a way that she gets her feelings of self-worth or feelings of value within herself. And so she can be the helper simply because she wants to feel more worthy and like she's maybe earning something by helping, whether it's earning approval, earning status, earning, uh, it, can, it could be anything, whatever she feels like she needs to earn, which means she can easily overgive and be way too flexible and accommodating. And like the people pleaser, often she'll lose herself and abandon herself in that process of putting everybody else first and helping everybody else, but never really helping herself and giving herself what she really needs or desires. The next one is the achiever. And on the positive side, she's ambitious. She will go for the next accomplishment and go after her goals, her dreams. But on the shadowy side, she can really overstrive. And in that striving to achieve the next goal, the next accomplishment, just getting the things done, she can easily miss out on living life and really enjoying life because there's always more to do and more to achieve for her. And there's just never an end in sight, the doing and getting things done and getting things accomplished. And ultimately, if that shadowy side is left unchecked, nothing is ever enough for her. Nothing's ever good enough. And ultimately, She's going to feel like this hamster on the wheel, just grinding and hustling and doing and doing and going and going, but not feeling fulfilled, not experiencing the pleasures of life, not really enjoying life. And the last one is the nice, the nice person. On the positive side, she's always pleasant to be around. She's a nice person, but On the shadowy side, she can sometimes pretend to put on a smiling face even when underneath she doesn't feel like smiling at all. So the shadowy side is that pretending to be easygoing and flexible and nice in an attempt to just not rock the boat. And maybe she wants to avoid some sort of assertion, like maybe she doesn't want to be assertive when she really needs to be, or she wants to avoid any sort of confrontation with a person or avoid having a conversation about something that might be needed. And so she puts on the smiling face and is nice and accommodating and flexible. But when that shadowy side is left unchecked, she can become very out of touch with her own needs because she's always pretending that she's okay. 
And because of that, she can build up resentment and maybe get secretly angry or frustrated with people or with situations. And anytime we stuff down emotions like that and when we don't honor ourselves, our true needs, that can explode or implode, (laughs) can kind of go either way. So never having preferences or stating what she really wants or needs. And then if that resentment builds, you know, very simple examples, maybe she snaps at the people she loves. Um, Maybe she just becomes really impatient or irritable at work or at home because she's just not being honest with herself or with other people because she's just always putting on that smiling face, even when she really doesn't want to. So those are the different shadowy and light aspects of those personality traits that I wanted to share. And when someone uses the shadowy side of these personality traits too much, they're going to do things like say yes when they really want to say no. And they might have a hard time just setting up those boundaries for themselves. They may not speak up for themselves, whether it's at home in personal relationships or professionally at work, they may feel like they are never doing enough or like they're not being enough in some way, that they're just not enough. They may tend to doubt themselves in a lot of ways. They may have a hard time feeling peaceful because they have a difficult time turning off their brain. Their mind is on overdrive a lot. It's overthinking, maybe ruminating on things that maybe really don't matter in the grand scheme of things, but they're just always worried about things. Um, They may push themselves really hard and judge themselves harshly and never slow down, never, you know, whether it's like literally slowing down physically or never slowing down in the sense of not judging themselves, like giving themselves a break. And that can sometimes go into, you know, things happening with their health their, or their mental well-being and, you know, like until the body literally forces them to slow down by getting sick or whatever, having depression and anxiety symptoms, whatever it might be. So living in these shadowy sides of a personality trait can leave you very deprived, feeling depleted, once again, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or all of them. So what is needed is complete nourishment to remedy that deprivation that's been happening inside of them, whether it's with their body and their physical health, with their mind and mental well-being, or with their soul and their connection to themselves and how they uh, relate to themselves. And if nourishment does not happen, a person can simply have a hard time enjoying life, right? They're not lit up. They're not really happy. They're over relying on food for that pick me up. And once again, these sorts of personality traits and strategies can be useful as a success strategy or as a way to feel safe or as a way to feel in control. Like if you resonate with any of these, they've maybe really helped you accomplish things in life, whether it's personal or professional. However, they can become a big weakness 
for a person if it's running their life because these shadowy sides are once again what create overstress negative emotion negative emotions whether it's frustration bitterness anger disappointment melancholy um and instead of using food for coping which might be happening because of these personality traits what is actually needed is to work with and heal those shadowy parts of the personality, right? By working on your relationship with yourself. Because then, by learning how to honor yourself, your true needs, your true desires first, then you can live in the light side of that personality trait for others. So, as a practice, this could look like practicing saying no when you don't want to do something when you really mean no so not saying yes when you really want to say no it could look like creating some boundaries and setting up some boundaries wherever boundaries might be needed in your life it could look like speaking up for yourself whether it's in your professional life or personal life it could mean working on feelings of worthiness on feelings of self-esteem and creating new beliefs about yourself, such as working on believing I am enough as I am, I am good enough, I am worthy enough, I am all the enoughness. I don't need to sacrifice myself or overgive myself to be valuable or worthy. I don't need to earn it by my doing. And working on trusting yourself instead of doubting yourself Uh, The practice could also look like how to turn off your brain when it's time to turn off your brain. How would that look for you? Would it mean leaving work at work? Or would it mean working on your communication? Would it mean not overanalyzing conversations you've had with somebody? You know, if you do that, if you ruminate on things that people have said or on things that you've said or on conversations you've had, what's the root of that? Like, what's the insecurity, the feeling of unsafety, the fear underneath that that's causing you to ruminate and overanalyze conversations? And it could also literally be coming up with a calmness and confidence practice, whether it's Uh, something like meditation or tapping or breath work or journaling practice. Those are just a few examples of practices that can really be helpful for people that I know of. It could also be as simple as allowing yourself more fun and play in your life. Sometimes that's all is needed is just allowing yourself to just have fun Uh, It could be exercising, dancing, moving your body in whatever way to relax or to build confidence in yourself, confidence in your body, or just to feel better, to feel more energized. And using your body is really a great way to soothe your mind because it switches your brain chemistry in positive ways. It produces feel-good chemicals in your brain. Um, It helps you focus. It helps you see things with more clear perspective. So moving your body is always a wonderful thing to just be part of your daily life, right? To help manage your mind and emotions. It could also look like allowing yourself to slow down and savor life. Once again, playing more or just slowing down 
and savoring with self-care practices. And those can look a hundred different ways. And remember that you don't have to be perfect at it either. You don't have to be perfect at not over-relying on the shadow side of the personality because we're all designed to be perfectly imperfect, right? There's no such thing as perfection. It's okay we, that we all have shadowy sides of ourselves. It's just that we don't want to live in them and over-rely on them and let them be the default way of being for us. And just allow yourself to be the real you. That's the thing that we want to do. We, we want to work on the relationship with yourself so that you can show up authentically as who you really are and not feel like you have to put on any sort of performance, I guess, with that shadowy side of the the personality, you know, to really just have that wonderful relationship with yourself. That's what it comes down to. And the willingness to do that work to get there, whatever relationship work with yourself is required. Because when you can get to know yourself connect to yourself and then honor yourself and then trust yourself that it's a it's a process that we build trust with ourselves that we build that ability to self honor to show up in our pow- in our personal power in that way and when we can do that the rest of the world too the rest of the world mirrors us typically It's like we kind of train the world how to respond to us based on how we're being, how we're thinking, how we're feeling. And so when we work on that relationship with ourself, it automatically extends out to our relationship with other people in positive ways. So when you can know yourself, honor yourself, trust yourself, you can really take great care of yourself so that you never have to feel deprived and depleted in your life and not automatically go to food for soothing or, you know, uh, without like keeping all the food out of the house, you know, it allows you to be an intuitive eater and get the pleasure from food and honor your body uh, and and not have to worry about, oh, when I have a bad day, I'm always going to turn to that food. It's, it remedies all that when we can work on not only relationship with food, but a huge part of our relationship with food is our relationship with self. So when we are not um, relying on that shadowy side of the personality as a way to feel safe or in control, we find that safety and sense of certainty and control within ourselves, from our relationship with ourselves, And that can be some deep work. I'm not saying it's uh, an easy thing, but it's definitely a worthwhile thing. Um, it's something that I've always worked on and will always be working on. So I'd love to hear from you. Did any of these personality traits resonate with you? And if so, it's totally okay because we all have them, right? And we just want to do the right work to not let them run our lives and not let them deplete us, not overuse them. So let me know if anything resonated with you or what comments you have, what questions you have. Let me know via email or message me on Instagram what you are going to maybe practice less of in terms of living less in that shadowy side, maybe what practices you are going to work 
with to live less in that shadowy side? How are you going to work on your relationship with yourself to live more in the light side of personality traits that you might have? Those beautiful personality traits that are you, that are the true you, that are the wonderful wonderful you, but we just want to crank them up and have them be the like the amplified part of you and the shadowy sides, the lesser amplified part, the part that rarely comes out. And every once in a while it does and that's okay, but it's not running your life and causing you to feel deprived, depleted, frustrated, bitter, angry, um, sad, melancholy, you know, all the things. That's what we we want to be truly nourished women, women who are feeling good, living well, and have that peace and freedom in terms of our relationship with ourselves, but also with food and in the people in our life and in every aspect of our life. So I'm wishing you well this week and I'm sending you so much love. And until next time, take care. Thank you so much for being a listener. If you're a woman who wants to feel truly nourished in her relationship with food, you have peace and freedom with food. You feel nourished, fulfilled, and joyful in your life. If this is what you desire, be sure to get on the waitlist for the Truly Nourished Women's Membership so that you can be first to know when doors open. Go to RebeccaLaurelHill.com to join the list.